There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Welcome back, new series. Look at them beady eyes down the camera. Everyone's uh, oil recharge the batteries. Yes, yes, absolutely. Back with a vengeance. Roaring to go. Yeah. Good to see you, lads. It is you. Hope you've missed us. Woody, first first of the series, double parter. It's going to be a good one. Andy yeah. Woodman. It's an excellent one. It's yeah. an excellent one. I don't, I don't Woody, just... Does anybody know you? It's Andy Woodman. Yeah, it's yeah, Andy Woodman. I can't Woodman. remember his obviously, <laughs> obviously, obviously, his nickname is Woody. But it's a strong start and I'm sure yeah, you're yeah. going to like it. And a big thanks to Manscaped for uh, sponsoring this this episode, which we've all got our little trimmers, haven't we? Our big trimmers. Well, and... after we finish, we're all going to have a look at each other, see why, see who's, who, who, does, who does the best job. Because I, I'm, I'm, I don't usually keep it nice and trim, and it's it's a nice change. Yeah, it's at least it. an inch. I like the thing that come with it. You get the, the ball wipes. Yes. Ball wipes, ball deodorants. Deodorant. We've all got glistening balls. Yeah. Now, under the under, under these jeans, it is oh. pristine. Oh, you can eat your dinner off it. I'm not quite sure about that, but tell you what is a uh, a nice touch the nose trimmer. Oh, and if anything can remove the hairs out of that, it's worth buying, lads. I'm like telling a, you. I think they made a special one for you, didn't it? Like a black and decker, industrial size. <laughs> but there's all kinds available. You've got your your wash bag, ball trimmer, nose trimmer, ears ear trimmer, deodorant, wipes, wipes, wipes. Shampoo. shampoo. Have you got on your ball shampoo? That. Yeah. Oh, oh lads. It's good gear, isn't it? It is very good gear. Very is good gear. Bubbly? Yeah, it's nice. It's a nice texture. And Manscaped sponsoring the, the podcast, you can get 20% off. Well, the link's <laughs> in the description, and all you've got to do is clip through and use the code COCH20 and get your 20% off your ball trimmer and your nose trimmer and your and your smellies and your undies. Get involved. And we say it, we, we say it also all the time, but thank us later. Yeah. Get involved, eh? Cost 20. Get on the website, get on the link in the description. Cost 20 and get you 20% off. And we have been recording whilst we've been off. So we're in front of it, aren't we? Mm. We know that there is some absolute belters coming up. Humdingers. Yeah. Up there with the best, isn't it, before we start? But yeah. It is. It's a it's good a, start. I'm going to throw it out there. This is in my top five. So yeah. if you trust what I say, if you trust us, this is in my top five. I trust you, John. I trust you. And he wasn't. Even, we went down south, and he wasn't even meant to be here. It was beyond. We've had some. We've got lucky on numerous occasions, and this was beyond lucky. This we was have put the lottery on that. Now. This was winning the lottery on the Saturday, and then getting five balls and the bonus ball on the Wednesday. <laughs> that's how. That's how outrageous it was. Yes. Basically, I fucked up. 
not for the first time. Up until, what, six hours before he come on? He didn't know he was coming on. No. Basically, I'm going to hold my hands up. I fucked up. Uh, we had a guest, a guest who cancelled on us the day before we were supposed to be there. We were down south. Uh, we got a, a destination to, to record Nicky Forster. And unfortunately, I misheard him on Miss Reddy's text saying we couldn't <laughs> use his premises the following day. So we're, going, we're driving to Fozzie's gym at 10 o'clock. Yeah. And Brownie said, "Just what were his excuse for this week? Tax I were hungry. <laughs> <laughs> I was starving, weren't I? I was starving, but I, I thought I'd heard something when we left when we left Foz's gym saying it, it should be fine. But I, 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 don't, I, I don't know. I drove all the way down. I was fucking knackered. He was he was just sat in, in caught in back like fucking Prince Charles, sorting the guest out. <laughs> Prince Charles." <laughs> <laughs> There's only one person going to sort that out, and that was my Uncle Keith. Uncle Keith, Uncle honestly. Uncle Keith, come up. Big a, shout out to Uncle Keith. On a remember of this podcast now, Uncle <laughs> Keith, oh, for that. He's getting a plaque. And if you've watched, ever watched the quizzes, I mean, Uncle Keith made a guest appearance. He's underpants. And he's undercrackers. Um, so he sorted it out. He, he said, yeah, Woody's well, good to go tomorrow. So does the venue, the guest, all done. Hospitality, the lot. Yeah, and it's a good one, isn't it? Yeah. It's a bloody good one. Two-parter. Both thinking the same thing then, weren't we? Straight I, I, in. I'm going to be honest with you, right? I, I didn't know who he was, but it's probably his name. I, I, can, I can remember, I know you didn't, you, you, if we got fucking Nick, Nicholas and Elker on, you'd struggle. <laughs> uh, but I could, obviously, when you showed me the picture of him, I obviously recognised him from being on, on benches. And yeah. I actually played against him. I actually played against him as yeah. well. I couldn't remember him as a player. I can remember him being next to Pardew and yeah. getting Charlton and that. But... He tells a very good story, doesn't yeah, he? Yeah, and he's got lots of them. It's going to be a bloody good series, this. Quick reminder, if you've not been involved in the Who Knows Wins League, we've all been involved, haven't we? The, under the cosh, Who Knows Wins League, all you've got to do is download the app, iTunes Store, Google Play, and join the league. It's good, isn't it? It is. £5 in. For 10 fixtures. Pick ten the results of 10 fixtures. Winner takes the majority of the pot. All, all the pot goes. That's the main thing. Yeah. Stick your fiver in, make your 10 predictions, and then the uh, top predictors take the pot. No bookies. All, all the pot goes every week, which, which for me is the best thing. And you don't have to get them all correct. To no, win. It, just, it just makes Saturdays more, interesting, more interesting, more entertaining, watching yeah. every score come in. Yeah, so if you've not, if you've not got involved before, then uh, the link's in the description of the podcast. And um, just download the, the Who Knows Wins app on iTunes or Google Play and search for the Under the Cost League every week, every weekend, £5 in. Win yourself a bit of a, a Brucey bonus. Win yourself a holiday for when we can go. Absolutely. Minor old minor in so the league goes up. This weekend's league, ten, 10 games to choose from. Just click on the, the link, £5 in, winners to hit the pot. It was over £1,000 last week. Mm. There's been some big winners. Oh, yeah. Should we get Woody in? Let's get Woody in. Let's get Woody in and crack a Peroni. How are we doing? Yeah, really good. Lovely to see you guys. You too, mate. Thank you very much for coming on at very, very short notice. Mm, sounds like a bit of a space filler to me. <laughs> I'll, I'll take that, you know. I think uh, I scraped with the barrel in. Really. thought, who should we get? Let's get that nugget. <laughs> pleasure, absolute pleasure. Well, I think my boy's more excited than I am. So, uh, does he listen, does he? He loves it. Can't get enough of it. He's flying, isn't he? 
He's doing all right. Takes after his mum, thankfully. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, he's doing really well. He's having a good season. So, uh, and thankfully, he's nothing like me. So, whatever anyone listens to here, he's not like me at all. Thank God. <laughs> Disclaimer. Disclaimer. Yeah, exactly. Already. Exactly. <laughs> My research is usually absolutely spot on. I'm renowned for it. But obviously, 24-hour notice, you might have to come yeah. a bit of slack. Like, this oh. might be one time when you get away with We'll get it all right. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, I don't hold my breath. In fact, <laughs> I'm quite glad you didn't do your research because you would have found too much. <laughs> you got his name right. It's a good start. Isn't it? <laughs> the, the, have you seen the notes? Yeah. Andy Wooman. Andy Wooman. <laughs> <laughs> no, I definitely don't. I'm a fucking socking filler here, aren't I? <laughs> Fuck me. I must be right near the showreel. <laughs> uh, so I think we've played against each other actually haven't we target mate honestly it was one of my biggest fucking nightmares we was winning 1-0 and I just saw the number come up and I thought the fucking hell is this coming on <laughs> and I just saw he come on and I just thought this ball's coming in the box every opportunity <laughs> I, I, I'm not kidding you I was so far behind the line I was almost sitting in with the crowd it was fucking <laughs> I weren't coming for nothing I don't think score did I I got to be honest. I think we won that one one nil, but I didn't make a save or nothing. I didn't cover a cross. Where I, were you at? I think I was at Northampton at the time. I think we had to win that game to get in the playoffs, uh, and I think we won it one nil uh, off a of memory. Although I'm terrible at remembering games. I've done an interview for years at Stevenage, and he was telling me about I got sent off, and I was thinking, was that the same bloke? I didn't, I didn't even tell me about my career, and I didn't have a clue. So I think it was, uh, I think it was at York uh, versus Northampton. But I'm sure we'll get corrected if it weren't. Yeah. You're not the first uh, award-winning author we've had on, but well, well played. Yeah. Oh well, listen. Uh, you know, obviously, I was the funny one in the book out of the service, <laughs> <laughs> so that's why the book sales went went through the roof. Uh, who's been the other author? Baz Rathbone. Baz Rathbone, Grobbler. Ah. Bruce oh. Grobbler, yeah. Oh. Uh, Mr. John Parkins got a book out there. Man, no fucking. <laughs> 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 the, the people's award. The best, people's award. Best firelighter of the year award, man. What I think. We'll get the fires going. With. So, for people who don't know, it was yeah. you came through with Gareth Southgate, and you were obviously best mates with him, and you decided to write a book about your growing up and your careers. Yeah, uh, how it come about really was a bit bizarre. Really, um, we, we obviously come through Palace together, um, and we were complete opposites of the spectrum of, of, of characters. I mean, you can imagine he was a uh, you know well-spoken, educated. Uh, a very witty guy, by the way, and and then I was this kid from the streets in 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 a bit of a rough area and and just sort of lived off my wits a little bit, and uh, on a particular trip we we got to the hotel, and I'd I'd never been on a trip before, and obviously he hadn't, and we got to the hotel and everyone was saying like, oh yeah, I'm I'm with so and so, we've got our room sorted, and I'm with so and so, and I was thinking, so fucking, hell, I didn't thought about who I'm with. And he looked at me and I looked at him, we kind of like, Last who are you with? And he was thinking, oh no, I'm not with you. <laughs> and, I, and I was thinking, oh no, with this fucking boring geezer. <laughs> and then from that moment, we just hit it off, you know, and that was, that was a, a, the Vergio tournament in Italy. Um, there was so many things went on that tournament that we just still laugh about it now. I mean, oh, I think I crept out one night and he had to come with me because he's he, generally, because he thought he ain't going to get back. So he was one, that sort of guy that would look after me for my crazy things I'd do. And we ended up in a in a disco nightclub about 30 miles away. Didn't know where we was. And we, we got up, we had to get home, climb through a window. It was chaos. 
Uh, but all the sort of stories you do when you're young kids, you know. And balanced each other out in character. Yeah, I, I think so, yeah. Uh, and, and, and I'd say what's been really nice is, I mean, we are complete opposites. Like, there's no doubt about it. People say to me, how are you his mate? And, and I'm sure they say that to him as well, more. <laughs> um, but, you know, he just hit off with someone and, and, yeah. and we was we was different and uh, we still speak to, to, to this day now, you know, all the time. And I mean, you know, he's, he's what he is. He's a good guy. So he, he, were, he were willing to risk getting caught out to look after you yeah completely I mean listen he said to me Woody don't go out don't go out we've got a game tomorrow I think it was uh, in this Fresio tournament it was a big tournament in Italy I said fucking hell mate we've got to go out come on we're, we're young we're you know, typical me and we managed to get out and we was in this nightclub and we was we was fucking miles from anywhere and then we started thinking how are we going to get home like, we've <laughs> lost everyone we was just me and him and we managed to wing it and got back somehow um and uh, yeah, that was pretty much, that was him. He would, he would always try to stop me from doing something, knowing I'd probably do it anyway. Fair play, <laughs> uh, So yeah, he was good like that. Yeah. And then after we've, been, you know, we've been on holiday together, our families have grown up together, so it's been nice. So I'm just trying to think of you both on a night, on a night out together. Ah, it's crazy. Yeah, it's fucking crazy. Because I just yeah. imagine him lunch against his bar yeah. watching. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> Thinking to myself, any minute I've got to scrape him up. Uh, yeah, it's funny. Uh, I actually had a, I, I'm not proud to say this, I had a bit of a scrap once in, in, in Croydon. And... Uh, I remember like it's all going off and I, I'm having chaos on this uh, on the dance floor and I just remember sensible Sid Southgate just sort of pulling me out underneath the people <laughs> and I was just next to him in a cab getting out, you know getting home and it was uh, that was classic sort of yeah. our relationship he was always sort of like the, the buffer to make sure I was alright Did he ever have a spell as like a, a drinker and a going out or were he always as sensible as what we see him? Yeah, he, he is. He's a sensible guy. Uh, like, and I don't mean that he's a boring guy because he's a proper funny guy if you get to know him. Um, and, I, you know, I'm not disrespecting him now because obviously he's England manager. I wouldn't do it anyway. But he's a good guy. And he's, he's listen, he's been a model professional in, in, in his private life, in his personal life and in his football life. And, uh, yeah, all the things I've not been really. So, that, <laughs> so that's why it's sort of where it is. Um, but yeah, he's a good guy. I'm down as an organizer. He'd organize the Christmas do and make sure everybody's all right. And cabs, cabs are all yeah. sorted, lads. Yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. Uh, I've got your uh, your tickets to get in and your, in my little pouch. That was him. Yeah, he was he was he was the organizer, captain of, and everything. But it, it, you know, he commanded respect. Not 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 for that reason because everyone knew he was just a little bit different from from all of us in a in a way that was back then. You know, being a, a, an extreme professional back then was kind of looked at as a bit weird. Whereas yeah. now, if, you look, if you're us, you're kind of weirder, weird ones. So he was kind of ahead of the curve a little bit with that. But he still got the respect. Because I imagine, I know what it's like when there's busy people who are in change rooms, they're like, oh, boring bastard. And yeah. they just kind of half oh, fuck them off. If, if they're too much. But if he's still commanding respect, that's obviously a sign of what he's like as a he, he, he was brilliant with banner, uh, which might surprise a few people. Like, proper sharp. So like, he'd, you could say so, and he'd cut you in half with a bit of banter that would make you laugh. Yeah. Wouldn't be too close to the bone, but actually you think, mm, that's a bit of an intelligent laugh. <laughs> so there'd be many a time he'd say so, I think, oh, what does that word mean? Like, but, you know, he's <laughs> yeah, proper sharp like that. Once you've uh, worked it out, you're like, yeah, oh, fuck yeah. fair play. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, so, so there was, you know, that, that was, that was like really sharp and everyone loved him at the club, you know, Palace particularly, you know, and he's been like that everywhere, you know. Anyone that speaks with me now, he's, he's a solid fella. Uh, done a great job, by the way. Yeah, he has. You're really good. When you came through then, you were understood at the Nigel Martin, wasn't it? Yeah, so, uh, I mean, as me luck. We signed the best keeper ever, and I'm possibly the worst keeper ever, so I was <laughs> never going to get a game. Uh, and Nigel Martin was was a good guy. Um, 
natural goalkeeper, like natural, but like proper fucking boring, like in the nicest way. Like he was so like didn't know football. He'd come from the from like you know down in I think uh, Cornwall somewhere. Proper top fella, but just like just didn't get the banter. Or his banter was just different. We turn up at a game like every week re- re- religiously. We'll put up a stadium and he go, how much further? Like that old gold gag where the stadium's there. Like, that was his <laughs> banner, you know that? That was his banner. I you know. that one. <laughs> 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 what are you? Yeah. So, uh, but he was, a, he was a fantastic keeper, you know. And uh, uh, Nigel was brilliant, you know, but never got a game. And then at one time he got injured. Uh, I broke my kneecap, so I still didn't get a game. But he was fantastic, fantastic keeper. Um, we had some good characters there, you know. I mean, when I first went there, we had like Wright and Bright, you were the main man. We, we had Stan Collymore. Uh, Stan signed, which was the best thing ever for me when he signed because I sold him a car and it was the best deal ever. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, so, so we, 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 we signed Stan Collymore and he still brings us up to this day. Um, I, I'd got this uh, Vauxhall Belmont. I don't know if you remember him, but you probably won't even remember him. It, basically, it's an Astro with a boot and it was green. It was the most disgusting car ever. And he signed and he came into the club and I thought to myself, like, his, his seat was next to me. And I started chatting to him, hey, dear mate, yeah, yeah, just signed. I said, okay. And I just started talking. And he said, I've got to buy a car. And I thought, mm, I could do selling my car. And I went, oh, it's weird, I'm selling my car like that. And he said, oh, really? So I'm interested. I said, look, keep it quiet because a few of the lads want to buy it. None of, <laughs> none of the lads, none of the lads wanted to buy this car, trust me. And like, all I was worried about is someone like Andy Gray, who was like a big hitter at the club, like a first team boy who'd done all the, sold anything there. He was the man. No one sold anything <laughs> other than Andy Gray. So I said, I'll keep it quiet, mate. I said, uh, I said, look, why don't you take it home after training? And he went, really? And I, I don't even think he had a license. I don't think he even passed at the time. But you know what it's like? In my brain, I was thinking, Every, the first car you drive is the best car you want to drive in. So I think to myself, like, look, let's see if I can sell him this car. Get in it. So anyway, I say, look, take it quietly. I'll come out, go off, don't let the lads here, because like, they'll all want to jump in and nick the deal off you. I said, I'll sooner give it to you. Like, and he's gone for it. Oh, brilliant. <laughs> anyway, he's took this car home. He's coming next day. I'm just thinking to myself, thank God that fucking car's still in one piece, because ain't, I ain't got no MAT tax or anything on it with him. He says, yeah, I'll buy it. How much? And I said, well, look, it's, it's going up for four seven fifty. Uh, now you could have bought that car for two nine nine five. I swear to God, no, I'm not even exaggerating there, right? And he went, he went. All right, uh, I said, but and I kid you not, I'm, I'm not lying. I said, but I'm not leaving the radio in it. I'm taking the radio out. And he went, all right, no problem. And you know when the old days used to take your radio yeah, out, flick it off. Yeah. So I said, look, keep it quiet though, because the lads, you know, they they want to jump on it. I said, let's let's get the deal done. So anyway, he said, I'll transfer you the money. He transferred me, I think it was four and a half grand. He said, I'll give you the rest when I get my next signing on fee. So I thought, touch, took the radio out, all done, job done. <laughs> now the lads have got wind of it. The lads are like, fucking hell, I can't believe we've brought half wood. He's touched you right up. <laughs> the pennies dropped in his head. Oh, I've been mugged off here by a London boy. So like, he's not paying me the rest of the 250. <laughs> so anyway, right, he's got this car. I've got a shot of it. I'm happy. I'm thinking, well, he's not going to pay me the other 250. Gets to the end of the season. So I thought, I tell you what, I know what I'm going to do. His mum loves him. His mum absolutely loves him. And she always called him Stanley. I thought, I'll ring him at home, uh, knowing he's an only. So I ring up. I said, oh, is uh, Stanley there, please? She said, oh, no, love, he's not. He's away on holiday. I said, oh, I'm gutted. I said, he bought the car off me. I said, he owes me 250 quid. I won't be able to go on holiday. Don't worry, love, I'll send it to you. And I said, oh, Stan, when he comes back on holiday. So she sent me the money, bless her. <laughs> and then, uh, and, uh, 
So then I've got the full the full four seven fifty. I'm buzzing. Like you can imagine the first day of pre-season, he comes in, he is fuming. Like, yeah, I can't believe he did that. I went, mate, it was a deal. So like the lads have got tears and he's fuming, right? Uh so that, that was that was my first experience with Stan. And and, and the twist of this story is is uh, years later he got his own back on me because uh, I was playing uh, live on telly for Oxford United against um, Villa and uh, I had a complete disaster I let a couple of right perlers in one through my legs one at my hands <laughs> smashed my face gold nightmare and uh, the, the commentator went to him and said oh you've got to feel sorry for Andy Woodman Stan you know a player you played with it's been a tough night for him and he went I'm absolutely buzzing he sold, <laughs> he sold me a lemon of a car years ago this is payback and he actually said that on air and I thought I sat there I thought fair play karma karma's a funny thing you know so uh, yeah that was my that was my relationship with Stan and then we see each other now he still calls it Bertie Belmont uh, we still talk about it now so he's alright though as a, as a bloke you got on with him yeah I got on with Stan I mean not everyone did uh Mate, talented footballer, Jesus mm, Incredible, Let me tell you, uh, it, 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 he really was a talented boy. Uh, and and it, it was tough for him, you know, come to Palace, his first club from non-league, big characters there. I mean, you've, I'm sure you've heard it, there were some big characters at Palace at the time. So he found it a little bit tough. Um, I wasn't surprised they went on and done what he'd done. He, he was a good player. And I think, he, I think you could say that he's had a brilliant career and he'd probably, if he first had a great career, I think there was so much more in him. He really was a good player. The amount of lads we've had on who've said Stan Collymore was the best player they played with. Unbelievable. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Good, like, top players as there well. There was a scout at uh, Palace uh, who sadly passed away, uh, John Griffin, who, who, who found him. Uh, John Griffin found all the top players at, at that time, at, you know, the Ian Wrights, the Brights. He, he found them all, Jeff Thomas, all those good players we had at that time. And and, and he's, he's found many players, John. And uh, I said to him, who's the best player you found, John? And he, hand on heart, Stan Collymore, he said, Best player I've ever found, mm. and he was that. I think we paid fifteen grand for him. Or something yeah. ridiculous. I mean, imagine that in today's yeah. world. <clears throat> did, did he seemed like he struggled at times, you know, because he's been open only about his struggles mentally. But, but obviously, as a young lad, then yeah. And I, and I think I think again, we kind of take these people back to that era. If you spoke about mental illness, then you was deemed as like weak and Soft, all that. Yeah. And now, thank God, the world's changed because it's a big big problem for some mm. people in, in in sport and football. And I think he, de- he definitely had demons like that, Stan. Yeah. You know, he struggled with things and, uh, oh, fucking hell, what a, what a great lad. Uh, Righty and Mark right. Wright were thick as thieves, weren't they? Oh, tight as tight. tight mate, I mean, they used to batter me every day. I still, when I see Brighty now, I say, mate, I could have a bullying case against you and Righty. <laughs> I mean, the names I had, I had no eyes. Weetabix, Hamlet, head under your arm, Hamlet. Every day I was getting battered. <laughs> like, every goal that went in, fucking hell. Fucking Hamlet, fucking save it, will ya? <laughs> every day he's be saying like, "Any chance you're just trying to go the right way this week?" Or like it was every day relentless. And I, used, I used to go home and say to my dad, "I don't know if I'm going to be made for this." I said, I'm, I'm, "I must be shit." Said, the, lad, <laughs> I the lads are battering me. I mean, like you know when you're a young player and you get called over training the first team and they're like, "We need a keeper." Send, and I could hear Righty and Brighty screaming. Get Woody! <laughs> and I'd be thinking, oh no, fucking that's my turn to go over there again. And literally, I'd be running over there and I'd be hearing him saying, we don't fucking want him, you have him. <laughs> we'll give you a two gold start if you've got Woody. And it was like, it was like that, right? And I, 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 I kid you not. And, and Brighty, we laugh at it. He said, Woody was character building. That's why he survived yeah. in the game. And I'm like, looking at him thinking, mate, it was the toughest time of my life. You're not fucking battering me every day. And it was like that every, every day. You Did know? you get on with them? Like, away? You, would you go for a beer? Or, or yeah. It, do you know what? Chris has said before, like, you, you pick on the lads that you like. Yeah. 
completely. That's out. obviously it. Yeah. Do you know what? It's funny, right? Because there was another player there, um, a guy called Jim Cannon, a legend at Palace, uh, old centre half. He used to batter me to the point he'd be standing there, called me a useless twat. Like I was like sixteen. People said, "Oh shit, I just want to go home." <laughs> like, and then I went to a wedding. And he was at the wedding and I was with my uh, wife at the time, who was my girlfriend. I went, oh no, Jim Cannon's over there. She said, well, he's back going so last. I said, no, no, I'm too scared. I was proper <laughs> shit myself, right? Because like this guy at training would batter me every day and I thought, oh, I'm going to get battered at this wedding. So like my <laughs> miss said, don't be so, she couldn't get her head around it. She said, don't be ridiculous. Like, go and so low. So I went over and went, oh, all right, all right, Jim, like, this is Anna. And he went, how are you? Nice. My missus went away and said, what a lovely fella. <laughs> and I was, I was to myself, you don't know he batters me every day. Like, <laughs> but that was my first sort of, yeah. sort of getting me head round. Like I've worked, work, and you get battered. But it's not personal. Yeah. It's like they, they want you to do well, and they <laughs> they think that's the way you're going to do better by just battering you. Yeah. But I think I think as a young lad, unless say you get battered during training, unless they pull you afterwards and sit, and, and when they've calmed down and go, I was trying to help you, you know, try and do this, then you kind of think you go away and think. Right, that's fair enough. But if they don't do anything, and then it's the same again the next day, and the next day, it that's kills a lot of young lads. Completely, completely. Completely knocks the confidence, so they don't, they don't want to go train. The big thing at Palace as well, uh, I mean, it was kind of crazy for me, because like, I was a young kid, uh, and I used to sell everything out of my car. I used to be selling tracksuits, trainers. <laughs> it, I, I, honestly, I kid you not, when I see the lads now, they still laugh. you got one of those Lyle and Scott's, or you got one of those... Uh, you know, Ralph Lorenz with the cricket bat in his hand, <laughs> battering me, right? I said, but non-stop, that was my, how I was brought up, you know? Uh, so, so, so when I was at Palace, every time there was a trip, like, and we used to have trips all the time back then, that was a big thing. The lads used to play to win a game, to get a trip. It was almost like bigger than any bonus. The minute there was a mention of a trip, they was like, get Woody on it! <laughs> and it was like, I'd be like, feeling myself, fucking hell, like, you know, another trip buzzing but like I'm just gonna get battered like <laughs> so I kind of loved it in one breath and then another breath no it's gonna be like a tough good trip if you know what I mean <laughs> and uh, there was this one time we uh, in the season there was a rumour we was going to the Caribbean for I think it was about 20 days a trip out there and rumour got back to me uh, I'd done my knee a little bit I'd tweak my medial ligament you know it's like in the media you can't quite do stuff and then and, and I thought oh, I'm not going on that trip Nigel Martin's gonna go and then someone said to me uh Blazy was his nickname. Blazy's not going. Get Woody on it. Everyone's like, I can hear a rumble around the track. Get Woody. <laughs> now, I'm in a physio room, right? And I think, well, I can't go on the trip. My knee's hanging off, like. And I kid you not, right? Blazy said he's not going. He's going to paint his house. A gospel truth, right? He's painting his house. So everyone, the rumble is, get Woody on the trip. So the, the noise comes to the, to, to the physio room. Woody, if you're going to make the trip, you've got to train today. I said, well, my fucking knee's hanging off here. Yeah. I said, like, Fuck it, let's strap me up. I said, strap me up. Imagine saying, fizzing it, strap me up. <laughs> I hobbled out there, right, like this. The roar of the training ground was like <laughs> unbelievable. It was like, honestly, it, it was the first time I thought, they fucking like me. <laughs> like, really, they was just thinking, get him on the trip. And literally, I trained. I couldn't kick. I, I literally got through this training session, and Steve Cobble was like, he's on. And then roar, the lads, he's fucking Woody's on the trip. And we went to the Caribbean, literally, I played all the games. I'm fucking useless. I was, the lads were pissed every day. We, we played Trinidad and Tobago in the National Stadium and like, they'd been on a drink all day and like, there's 28,000 people there and I'm thinking, oh shit, you know, it's like, fool, he's been drunk as a skunk all day. And like, we got battered and it was Woody's fault. Yeah, it didn't matter. <laughs> Whatever goes, now it dawned to me why they wanted Woody there. We get beat, it's Woody's fault. And it was, uh, it was like that. Yeah, we stayed out there for about three weeks. It was, uh, it was brilliant. Every trip. I mean, we, we got to the cup final. Every time we won a, a game, 
around, we'd go to Tenerife. So literally, the lads would win a game, and they'd be like, Tenerife, here we come, and we'd be straight out of Tenerife the next round. Would the club pay for that? Yeah. Every, it was like, it became like a tradition. So every time we won a round when we got to the cup final back in 1990, we, we'd, we'd, we'd win the game. And you know, imagine like nowadays, the lads would be addressing them through the next round, brilliant, we'd get to a cup final. Our lot were like, fucking hell, get in there, Tenerife. <laughs> Tenerife, get Woody on the trip. <laughs> get Woody on the you know, another trip. Every week, I'd go to this, like every round, and we got right to the final. And every round, we went to Tenerife. It was. When would you go though? Because there's always. So, so one game, we played a game on a Saturday. So we play a, a league game on a Saturday, and then we'd fly straight after that game, stay there sort of like Saturday night, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, fly back Wednesday for the cup game on the following Saturday. So that's how we did it. So like we got through, and then we'd look at the dates. The club oh, would look yeah. at the dates. And there was one game we played in Liverpool, I think, at Sellers Park. And literally, the lads were, the game was finished. I can't, we probably got beat. And literally, the lads were showered off. Right, airport. And we had a police escort to the airport <laughs> to, get <laughs> to get us to Tenerife. To get us to Tenerife. And it was like at Tenerife, train off. <laughs> you, you took your flip flops again. Everything. Oh, our case in the straight to Tenerife. And honestly, <laughs> if you ask any of the lads now, Jeff told us all, they'd be like, yeah, that was a, that was a no. We won a game. Tenerife was a trip. Like, <laughs> no wonder you got to fucking fire. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> It was, it was crazy, honestly, crazy times. Uh, really good times, you know. When you look back now, you couldn't get away with any of that now, could you? But we no. speak about carrots. If lads get to carrot before a game, about days off, no matter what it is, you get a result. You find, you find a way to get a result. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. And if there's a trip to Tenerife on the line, oh. lads uh, are running through walls, aren't they? The lads, the lads loved the Tenerife trip. I mean, it was just a, a glorified drink fest. And then, and then tra- they trained hard, though, right? you know. I know that sounds weird for people listening to that. Oh, hang on a minute, you're drinking your footballers. We drunk, we trained, we drunk, we trained. And, 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 that, and that's where it come to me a little bit. Like, these lads just loved me on the trip. They kind of looked after me. I was a little bit of the runner of everything. I, I was always in a mix of all the banter at a young age, which is brave to do when you're a young yeah. kid. You're getting battered and you're getting some gagged wrong. Shut up, what are you, idiot? And, <laughs> you know, you have all this and you think, fuck it, I'm going to go again. Like, I'm going to have a blood go again. <laughs> And it just sort of it just sort of goes like that, and and, and, and you don't see that now. Like the young kids don't mix with the first team now, do they? Any no, it's totally different. Mm. It's not, totally, not allowed totally. to walk in the changing rooms, and that. No, nah, it's real sad. It's Some like, even train at different places. Yeah, yeah. and and I think I, I know there's a bit of a cra- uh, clamp down on a bit of bullying and all of that, and, and it can be deemed as that or character building, and sometimes it's too far one way or the other. I get that, but you know what? I, I, I wouldn't change mine. I wouldn't change mine. No. I really would. And, it, and when I see Brighton right now, they go. Nah, come on with just a bit of banter like you know, <laughs> laughing off but actually it, it makes you because if you can't cope with that you can't cope with 50,000 well uh, 6,000 people <laughs> six and a half maybe max <laughs> so who were the manager then when you got to the final Steve Koppel. Steve Koppel top top bloke mate I mean best player in training every day and and if I was on his team in a five aside I'd be like oh no it's a nightmare because like if we lost he would be fuming at me wouldn't speak to me for at least two days like at least and it, and it, he, he had a nickname for me as well like, so I had no eyes I had fucking Weetabek's hands I had Hamlet your head's under your arm Hamlet remember the advert I had Twiglet wrist and then his one was short right arm man short right arm big fella. so whenever a goal went he'd go like fucking short right arm like, fucking that's the manager of the club what fucking chance have I got here but, uh, he took me on every every trip every trip I went on it was fantastic times I wouldn't change it for the world I can imagine Pards being one of them who didn't stay in his vest and shorts from 10 till 
no, three no. in Rome and get chains and put his Dapper. fucking gear on. Oh, I had my Ulla Mecklen. Go back and gel his hair yeah. up. If I looked a bit more Mecklen, flick a little bit of sand from my top to make it look shitty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, that worked. That was part of the Woody at that time. You know, like, don't let Woody look too good. That's when I had hair as well, by the way. But uh, no, it was all good times. I mean, we had some fucking good times. Really, uh, really good good nights out and, and trips, but she don't happen no more. No. Yeah. Made two appearances, though. Couple of, were they cup appearances? Yeah. The, uh, at Palace. The, were they what, sorry? Cup appearances. Um, did you, at Palace. FA Cup or whatever. FA Cup. Did you play? No, I didn't play. Did you play a game no, for Crystal Palace? No, sorry, I didn't play. <laughs> 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 it was a trick question there, <laughs> 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 Sorry, mate. No, I didn't, play, I didn't play a game for Palace. <laughs> I was like the most consistent bench goalkeeper in the history of bench goalkeeping. Five, and the how, one time... How, how long were you there? Five, five years? Uh, I was there from like 14, 13 till 21, 22. Didn't play a game. I mean, it was unbelievable. I mean, I was on the bench every game, warming up, stretching off himself. Like, not, if Nigel might come out and got a tackle wrong and the crowd would go... Red, red, red. I'd be giving some horn. I'd give him a yellow. <laughs> <laughs> and I could see, could la- see all the lads looking over and giving it, please be a yellow. <laughs> We've got Woody coming on. But yeah, never, never made it. And the one time Nigel got injured, I broke my kneecap. So <laughs> even by that, that was the last game of the season. So never, never played. Uh, which, which is, I must be the most famous non-playing sub-goalie to never play at a club. It was crazy. Uh, crazy times. In fact, as well, the year we got promoted, the lads were fuming because like, I've been on the bench every game. I got more bonus than most of them. <laughs> so, so I got a full bonus. And like, the, 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 the chaos, it was chaos. I was like, you didn't want to come on either. No, I got a full bonus, like the full chunk of money, which I probably blew on a Saturday night in Croydon somewhere. And uh, the lads were like, like, Eric Young particularly, he was like proper like accountant. I can't believe he's got more than me. I've been getting cuts every week. He's got more than me. He got off the bench. And I was like, oh, mate, listen, one of us got it right, one of us got it wrong. Really. You know, you've got all cuts now. I've got the bonus. And it was like that. It was like a full bonus. I was buzzing, buzzing to get that bonus. Did you go mm, for a 15, a 15-year-old substitute? I went, all right. Nah. Yeah. And listen, we might be, because I said at the beginning, I'm useless to remember. <laughs> Did I come on for a 15 Yeah, Ross Bellotti. No? Nah. Cut. Cut. Fucking hell. I do know that. I, I, I've read that as well. What yeah. is that? Uh, it was on that article, wasn't it? Yeah. What, what is that? that is, that's what? I thought you got brought off for a 15-year-old, though. Does it not say you right, got... Maybe. I might have. I got, no, I got sent off, yeah. Exeter. Ah, right. Oh. I think, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, glad you brought that <laughs> up. Fucking hell. So there, there, we move on from Palace. <laughs> Fucking hell. Also, this is where you went to Exeter. Right? Exeter, right. yeah. <laughs> so I, 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 I signed for Exeter. I got... I got released at the end of the season. Yeah. So Terry Cooper rings me out and says, look, we're going to sign you, but we need to look at you in a game. I thought, oh, Jesus Christ, I don't want to be showing up in a game here. Like, well, you won't sign me. So anyway, he said, we've got two reserve games. Playing those, I'll make a decision on you. So I played these two reserve games. I'm not kidding you. I think one of was against Cardiff, right? Funny enough. Played unbelievable. I couldn't have played any better. It was like a freak of nature, this, these two games I had. So he's thinking, I've got a right to do. He said, look, I'll offer you 350 quid a week. I want you to sign. I was thinking, 350 quid a week? Well, I'll take that. Back then, you know, that was good money. I'm playing, I'm buzzing. So he thinks he's got a deal. I'm thinking I've had it off because I've got a club. We've both had a bad deal. I was disastrous. <laughs> and he's got a keeper that's a, a nightmare. Uh, and then literally, I think pre-season, I banged him five goals went in. There was goals shipping everywhere. <laughs> everywhere, honestly. I, it was a disaster. I, I, I didn't know whether to stick or twist when a ball come in a box. I was like, oh, yeah, no, no. I can't tell you how bad I was, right? And then um, 
what happened is I, I, I played in the game and then uh, I'd had another nightmare. I think it's, it's on those golden gaffs, you know, where the centre half hits against himself, hits me, hits him, goes in, one of those things. So he's, he's, he's at his bitter end of me now. We've got a cup game uh, against Colchester in the cup and now the club is skint. Like, they're going into administration. They have to get this game, win this game to get through to the next round. So, uh, go out of the match, starts. Uh, we're winning 1-0, one 1-0. Nil, one nil. Everyone's buzzing, like, cup, can get through the next round. I get a back pass. So, like, the guy shuts me down and I think, I'm going to go that way. And he kind of reads it. So, I'm thinking, right, step over time. I go to come out the step over, slip. Oh, mate, my hand's on the ball. I'm off, right? So I look, I'm off. So I get up. I go, no, he's, he's tripped me, ref. Off, bang. I've got my own players pushing me off the pitch. Fucking disgusting. So I'm thinking, oh, what a nightmare. This disgusting. Is like. Honestly, I'm thinking, what a nightmare. So, like, you know, we've all been sent off here, right? It's a long old hall in the dressing room. This is like 20 minutes into the game. We're winning one nil. I'm thinking this is going to be a long old on. So I sit in the dressing room. I'm pondering. <laughs> my dad's my dad rings me, mate. You've been sent off. Well, yeah. Have you seen it on television? Yeah. So I'm having a chat with my dad. This is a nightmare, dad. So he comes. The match finishes. They've lost two one. Oh. So we come in the dressing room. They've lost. Yeah. <laughs> They've not, lost. not your responsibility. No, They've lost. Do you know like things you wish you'd never have said, but actually at the time you think. I was only trying to make light of the situation, like to try over and spirit, which I was a young kid. I didn't know if I was going to be so uptight. So we come in. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. right. The lads come in, the door's being booted off. Everyone's fuming. I'm thinking, oh dear, it's going to be a bit frosty in here, like... No one's speaking to me. Like, the, the, the senior pro, a guy called Trevor Morgan, he wants to fill me in. Robbie Turner, you know, Rob, big Robbie no. Turner, the Durham Brick, he wanted to just bash me up. I could see it. If I get out of here, I've done well. So the manager goes, Terry Coote goes, well done, lads, you give it your best. He said, uh, he's the fucking reason you lost. Fucking him, like that. He's come for me like that. And I don't know why to this day I said it. And I went, fucking hell, Gaffer, I'm not being funny, but when I got sent off, he's winning fucking 1 0. <laughs> like, I just sort of said it, mate. I, 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 I'm not kidding you. You could have thrown. Like a hang grenade that dressing room. There was people coming for me. <laughs> the manager wanted to kill me. It was like, fucking hell. Anyway, he sent me home after. He said, just go home. And, and take consideration, I've been sent off the week before. So, <laughs> so, so I, I, yeah, I've been sent the week before. We've been in 5 1 and I've got sent off that one. Well, so, 6 5. So I, got, I get a seven game ban. Park it, I get a seven game ban, right? So I go home all over Christmas. I'm thinking, I'm on the train away to my dad. I said, oh, I'm done. That's me. I, I can't do this. I'm shit. <laughs> so I go home seven weeks at home I get a phone call bless his heart top fella Terry Cooper rings me up he says uh, come on kid come back You seven games are over clean slate let's kick on me and you and I thought fucking hell fair play what a top man turn up at the training ground after me seven games so you didn't have to even go in training no just sent me home sent me home just kept myself ticking over I think I might have trained at Palace or something like that can't remember but I literally didn't go in training he just sent me home so uh, I come in, he sits me down, look, 
No pressure, son. Go and play. Enjoy it. I believe in you. I've signed you. The best pep talk you could give anyone, right? So, no pressure is his last words. I thought, oh, brilliant. Anyway, we're playing Shrewsbury in the cup, right, uh, on a Tuesday night. So, I meet the coach and, like, there's a, a newspaper stand and it says, Woodman owes us cup run, says Cooper. And I thought, fucking hell, no pressure. <laughs> He's now telling everyone I am a cup run. I swear. And I feel so, fucking hell. I'm not kidding you, right? We play at Shrewsbury. The geezer beats me with a shot from 45 yards. It must be 40. It sort of bounces and he just turns and hits it. And I'm like, oh, fucking hell, fucking hell, fucking hell. <coughs> Goal. And then I've come out for another one. Uh, it was disa- I couldn't have had a bigger disaster <laughs> ever, right? And I literally, I come in the dressing room and I, I, the lads, I ain't even having a go at me now. They, I, I, they even feel sorry for me. They yeah. think, eh, shit. And uh, Terry Cooper's son, who, Mark Cooper, who, a guy I speak to a lot now, he went, I'm not being funny, dad. He's fucking having one. Like, so he's saying, his dad's the manager. He's letting me have it to his dad. And I couldn't even have a response to that. Mate, you better have order because I was having one. And Terry Cooper, bless his heart, he went, I just don't know where to go with you now, son. <laughs> <laughs> I think that was my last ever game there. I think uh, that was me done there and after that. It was Is a that Corpsall's at Forest Green now? Yeah, Coops, yeah. Yeah, so uh, that was a disaster. <laughs> and uh, I think I'm their worst ever player in history. <laughs> ever, and rightly so. You've got me feeling sorry for you now. Honestly, I, I, I can't even dramatise that story because it was so bad. And I was so like, what am I doing? I am useless. Uh, and it was just that, mate, I imagine these kids have a lot of this now, though. Go from clubs, like where it's done, to club where you don't. And you've, like, it's a culture shock. Yeah. You think you're going to yeah. walk into a club. And you're going to be the main man, and like it was a disaster. What was the outcome then? How long did you sign? I signed a, I think I signed a year of a year extension. And what happened is, um, I got a phone call uh, one Tuesday evening or Tuesday morning from Ian Atkins, at, uh, who's Northampton manager, and he uh, he rings me up and he says, "Look, uh, I, I want to sign you." He said, "But I probably won't come and get you to the end of the season in the summer." And I thought, "Oh, gutted. I've been nice now." And that night, I remember watching their game on Teletext. I mean, this is how long ago it is on the Teletext, <laughs> watching their score. And they're getting pumped at home 5 0. And I'm thinking, come on. <laughs> I'm now wishing some poor goalie, who actually was Billy Stewart, who's a nice fella, I'm wishing him to have the, the world I've had just a little while ago. <laughs> and uh, he had, he had, bless him. And uh, literally, next day, I went into training, and Terry Cooper said to me, Look, the club wants to sign you. I'm happy for you to go. If you want to go, I'm going to have talks. More than happy. Yeah, I mean, this, he almost, I think you almost. Wanted to say, I don't want you to go, but he couldn't bring himself to say that. <laughs> He's almost like, here's your petrol, man. Go on, off you go. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, and I, went to, I went to Northampton and, and signed there. And uh, actually, it turned out to be all right. Just going back, with, you must have been really disappointed to leave it. I know you hadn't got the opportunity, but to leave Palace after being there so many years, all the lads that you knew got on with. Yeah, it was a bit of a bit of pill, to be honest. Uh, and I think I, I've spoke about it quite openly in the book, and, and and I know I got a bit of criticism from one or two people about what I said about the manager at the time, and it wasn't it wasn't meant in like today's mindset. I was putting myself back into the mindset of when I got released, and and, and I just thought the way I got released wasn't the fact that I got released. It was the fact that it told all the other players that weren't getting a contract weeks and weeks before, so they could sort out a club. But because he needed me on the bench, or I felt that I I was needed as a backup keeper at that time, I got told literally the day before the last game of the season. So I couldn't really get a club sorted. And luckily enough, Exeter had a couple of games left over that I could play in. So that, that left it a little bit better. I mean, talk about the, the lads, right? I mean, this, is, this sums up the Palace lads. So I've got a free transfer. I go out to train on a Friday. The lads obviously know the day before the last game of the season, uh, Watford, and we're getting presented the trophy, the uh, championship trophy. So 
I met a few stays in training. The lads are like, too little, too late, Woody. You know, <laughs> you know, like, I ain't got a job. They're going to the premiership and that's the banter you're having. You know? so, then, so then, right, we go out the pitch after the game at the Palace to get the, to get the, to get the medals. So, you know, you put the old Chapman's shirts on all that. My one, they've given me mine. Mine's got four sour, one careful owner. <laughs> offers, 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 offers were in. They put on my shirt like that. Go on, go and walk out and get your shirt out. Of that was the banter then. Do you know what I mean? Then I'm walking out there, four sour, one careful owner. Like, you know. And that was just the norm of the banter there, you know. And, and that's, that was that was that was in that club. It was like sink or swim. And I sunk and swam at the same time sometimes. <laughs> Mm. But yeah, it was, it, was, it was a hard wrench for me leaving. You know, I'd been Moley Club, um, and, and and it was it was hard for my, my family and everyone. You know, really hard. And it's hard for all these kids when they leave a club because they they don't know what's around the corner. And and, and actually, your sort of safety net's taken, isn't it? So when you are, I spoke about it a few times. Were you half hoping that Palace didn't go up there and you might get another year, another two years? Uh, you know, in the back of your yeah, I think no, I think I I kind of thought to myself. All along, they're gonna get promoted. Like I've been with Alan Smith since youth team and all that. The club loved me. I was, I, I was caught up in that sort of like, which I hear now a lot. Uh, weirdly enough, now I'm a, a coach and I hear families say, it. "You know, he's been at the club since he was eight. Clubs don't really bother if you've been at the club since eight. They're mm. just not. It's, yeah. it's the industry." And I was in that mindset. Well, I've been here years now. Well, they're not. They're, they're, we'll give me another year. Yeah, of course. Yeah. And, yeah. and they didn't. And uh, and I think there was a little bit, you know. I've never really publicly said this, but I do think there was a little bit uh, of one, I wasn't going to be good enough. I need to go and play. You know, I need to go and forge good. That was definitely, you know, on the agenda. They needed to get some of the experience to sit on the premiership, which rightly so. And I do think there was a little bit of, uh, look, this kid's a bit of a loose cannon sometimes and we don't really want a loose cannon around the place. As much as he's fun, he's, a, you know, he's good for the dressing room. He is a little bit of a loose cannon and I was a little bit of a loose cannon when I was younger. <laughs> Yeah, which might surprise you. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so I think there was a little bit of that. Look, his time, his time's gone. Let's move him on. The thing <laughs> is, like leaving Palace, you think, right, I've got another club. You're dropping down, but I've got another club. It doesn't go so well at Exeter. Are you thinking, fuck me, that time's running out here. I need to start doing it. Do you know, I, I actually went down there and I had these aspirations and I can still remember it now because I hear the kids at uh, Arsenal say it. I'll go to uh, Exeter, I'll win player of the year. I mean, that was my mindset. I'll go there, win player of the year, probably win team of the year, you know, PFL will everyone vote to me and then bounce back up. And that was generally how I thought it'd go. Well, I couldn't be any further than the truth. I mean, <laughs> Jesus Christ. I wouldn't even win uh, Tiddywinks team of the year. It was a nightmare. I mean, I, I couldn't even go out down there. I, yeah. couldn't, I mean, I was out a lot, by the way. Um, all the <laughs> sociology nights and all the yeah. sort of like student nights but you know that, that side it didn't go too well Lenny Pitchley said the same thing didn't he because he, he was on the bench at Chelsea for years and then I, mean, I can't remember where he went after Chelsea was it Millwall did he go to Millwall did he yeah, go, Lenny, did he go on yeah. loan yeah, yeah, his loans didn't work Lenny out had a similar sort of situation yeah, where yeah. he was at club and it was in that era where I think a keeper had only just been allowed to be on the bench it would only just come in around about that time mm. So it's all kind of new to clubs of like, yeah, put young on the bench, don't matter. But then I think the reality dropped. Oh, hang on a minute. We might need someone a bit more yeah, experienced yeah. now as backup, whereas it's just always a young kid. Yeah. yeah, 52. What an offer. Yet again. Where else can you get eight craft beers for £5.95? They're quite expensive, some of them, you know. I know what they are. You know, for beers of that quality. Oh, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, I, that, you can talk. You can talk three, three and a half quid a bottle mm. for some of them. Well, it's good gear, isn't it? That's why. Well, yeah. If you're not a fan of the uh, the dark ales, you can you can choose the light option, light light lagers. Which are the ones for me? I'll be honest with you. Yeah, I prefer Lovely. them ones. Yeah, oh, I like a mix. I've tried, I've tried both. Mix and match. Tried both, but for me personally, the light ones are better. Every pack comes with a magazine. It does. Ferment magazine and, and a, a snack pack. It's a bloody good read as well. Yeah, the snacks are bloody tremendous. Yes, always nice and nibble in it when you're having a drink. Yeah, and you can cancel any time. You can. I do like that about it. Yeah. If you want to pause it for a month, if you if you're off the air. Have a week off. Yeah. Yeah. If you're doing dry March, dry February, dry whatever it month you're yeah. doing, just pause it. Or are you going white? I'll get two boxes in. <laughs> Which is probably the better option. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, as listeners of Under the Cosh, special offer time. Yeah, we are the podcast that just keeps on giving, changing lives. Five pound ninety-five delivery charge. That's all you pay. That's what you pay. And the eight craft beers come free. Did you, did you hear what I said? Free. Free. Free of charge. Eight craft beers on your doorstep for five ninety five postage. What more could you possibly want? The code. What's yeah. the code? The Maybe. code is www.beer52.com slash kosh. Ooh. I'll repeat that just in case you're struggling with Barnsley tones www.beer52.com forward slash kosh and thank us where later well we'll put that link in the description as well of the podcast so you can just click straight on it and pick your beers up so that's the first first case absolutely free apart from the postage £5.95 and your magazine and your nibbles bloody marvellous Four years at Northampton, though. It's yeah. From what of a cult hero I've, I've read? Yeah, I don't know to talk about that. But yeah, <laughs> there we are. It's about the only cult I've got. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it went well for me then. Um, I mean, it, it, sometimes you just gel with a club, didn't you? I mean... Uh, Did it happen straight away? Because obviously your head's probably what you're asking from Exeter. Do you know, it was weird. Running. Uh, I, I went there and the manager, Ian Atkins, who I still speak to now, and you've probably all come across Akko, he's a character. And like... At the time, we all hated him because he used to be like horrendous to us, some of the things he'd done. But when we all get together now, and we get together with him, we all laugh with him and what about that time he done that? And, what? and he laughs. And actually, we all say that he actually made the best of all of us. You know, we were all waifs and strays and rejects and he, he put us together and, and he found this way to make a team spirit by us all hating him <laughs> and us sort of managing the dressing rooms and sort of like... So, uh, us against that? Yeah, against almost like... Band of Merry Man. Yeah, almost like, fuck him. Let's fucking go and show him. And he loved it. <laughs> he was clever. He was like... like He'd run us. Like, I, I mean, he'd run us for like... Miles. Miles. <laughs> like, ridiculous amount of miles. And then players on a Saturday, and we'd be like, he wants us to... And he'd be like, don't use that excuse. You've had an hard week. And we're like, fucking hell, we can't move. <laughs> but we'd have to go out there and think, fucking hell, we better not have the excuse. Let's show him. And, and that was how he did it. And we was a fit. We was a particularly fit team and good team then. And, that, and we had I, had I had two terrific centre halves in front of me, so I never had to come for a ball ever, which made me look good. <laughs> <laughs> did he get the best out of you though, man management? Yeah, he did. Wise. Yeah, he did. He used to drive me crackers. Uh, but I tell you what, he was really clever at. Um, he recognised my personality, and and he literally kind of gave me free reign to sort of police the dressing room in in a way that he knew was right. So the banter in the dressing room would be like very similar to what I'd experienced at Palace and we, I brought it into Northampton except 
I want the one shouting out, Woody! You were the instigator, yeah, not the victim. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I had payback. And we, and we had a real good tight bunch of lads and the banter was, you know, good, good sort of lower league banter, if yeah. you were. Um, and, and, and we had success. You know, we, we had success. Uh, and, and, and I had my best time under him, for sure. And he signed me at, I think he signed me at two other clubs as well after that. So yeah. um, I, I've got a lot of time for Akko. I really do. And he was, he was a bit ahead of his time with some things. And... A little bit mental, a lot of <laughs> like proper mental. Some of the things I'd say about him, you'd laugh. He's you think you're mentally stronger for your horrendous time at Exeter as well? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, 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 definitely. I mean, yeah, I mean, I actually shit myself, though, when we should go back and play Exeter, because I knew I was getting dogs abused going back. <laughs> I said to myself, oh, fucking here we go. And he's like, they used to sing, we remember Culture Star and all of that. And, oh, here we go. But yeah, it definitely made me stronger, yeah. mentally stronger. And, 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 and listen, with Ackers, you know, you had to be mentally strong anyway because if you were weak, you, you, weren't, you, you weren't in his team. And, uh, and I think he, he, he created a team of men, stroke, fighters, scrappers, and, that, and that's what we were. You know, with, I can't think if we had any real sort of good flair players, to be honest. I think we didn't. I think we just had a team of sort of brutes. Like brutes, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and and, and I, don't think I, ever, I don't think I threw a ball out in four years. Uh, if I threw a boy, he'd go mental. Okay, kiki. Okay, okay. I'm very Okay, kiki, you big galoo. Like, <laughs> my leg would be hanging off. Boom, that was a big John Gal. <laughs> so yeah, that was uh, that was my time under Ackers there. And it, it was good. I mean, we had the Wembley appearance, uh, the two Wembley finals, which yeah. one was great and one was not so great. Um, but there was great times. Yeah. Then I left um, Northampton. Um, bit silly, really. I got left out of the team. And then kind of threw my toys out the pram a little bit. Within, uh, with, was it Ackers? Yeah, with Ackers. Uh, to be fair, I was a bit of a hothead. So the minute I was out of the team, I was like, I'm fucking staying here. <laughs> and I, I've been here four years, it's been the best club ever for me. And I was just, I, I completely, my head went. Um, so then obviously Brentford signed me, Ron Nodes had had me at Palace and signed me. And I went to, to Brentford, yeah. Uh, which, and then we won the league there, which is great. Do you have a few? Like you said, a bit of an otter. Did you have a few training ground moments? Yeah, I did, yeah. A few, uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 have, I mean, I've had a few even on F the bench in the premiership. I think I had one against Southampton where that Osvaldo kicked me right up the pieces, didn't he? I mean, no. <laughs> no. I've, I've had a few, yeah, I've got, I, I, I like to think I've got a bit better as I got older. And I, I'm sure my family would say, mm, not so sure. But yeah, I've had a few moments where a little bit of a trigger goes in me and actual scrapping. Yeah, I've had a few. I've had yeah. a few, few. I had a fight with Dave Remy in the, in the dressing room at half time once, and uh, literally a proper full scale me and him going at it. And uh, I remember. Is it one of them when the lads stand back? Yeah, let's stand back. We're slipping on our on our boots, <laughs> you know, on our studs. I've fallen on the floor and I've got a free hand. And I'm like, go on, this is great. He ain't getting in here. Anyway, lad, no one stopped it. It was like. Any chance? Like, you know, <laughs> you expect a couple, couple yeah. of matches, right. especially if you're losing. Yeah, exactly. And literally, it gets broken up, and then all day here was the manager giving it. I fucking love that. I love it. <laughs> That's the manager. I love thinking, kid hell. He's like, he loves all that. I mean, I, I, I'm not proud to say, I mean, I, I, I actually hit an assistant manager once, uh, which I really was a bit out of order there. I lost my head a little bit and just hit him. And, and, and everyone was like, are you, are you fucking for real? And I went, well, I ain't going to speak to me like that. I went, are you for fucking real? And the, lad, the lads all went, are you for fucking real? And all I heard in the background was, I fucking love that. <laughs> <laughs> that was the manager. I 
fucking love that. Some of, he, he would go, like, some of you don't want to be more like him. And I think to myself, I'll just change your assistant. And that's dawning. After the mister's gone, I'm thinking, fucking hell. That could be me done. I just chinned the assistant manager just because he's saying I should have done better with a goal. And I'm thinking, what have I done? Like, you know he's done wrong, didn't you? The lads will look at you and go, that's fucking out of order. You just get the long door on you. Yeah, and I'm thinking, and then Akers goes, fucking love that. You don't need to be more like him. In fact, go for a call down now. You know, and I'm thinking, I want to go out. Lads ain't going to talk to me. Can I get out of order? So like, I've had a few of those moments, which I'm not proud of. Yeah, yeah. It happened more back then, didn't it? Yeah, it did. It was normal. And like, when I say it now, I'd hate people to think, fucking hell, he's a bit of a fighter. I'm, I'm not, but I just had this, like, hot head. I wasn't great at taking criticism. That might come from the Palace days, maybe, scarred. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, and I just I just had a little bit of a hot head. I mean, I got set off five or six times, badly, you know. It wasn't all my fault. <laughs> you know, That's quite a lot. Yeah, there was no VAR back then. <laughs> 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 if it had been VAR, it might have been nine or ten. Um, yeah, and then, and then obviously, uh, and then we had, I had the incident at, um, when I was at Newcastle coach. I mean, fucking hell, you kind of a bigger scene than that where uh, it, it kicked off on the sideline and um, it was getting Southampton and, and, and Pochettino, nicest fella, right? I never met Poch. What a lovely, his staff, lovely, goalie coach, lovely. They're the nicest blokes ever. <laughs> and it kicked off on the sideline and I sort of got up and sort of, I think Paz was having a bit of a row with them over something and I kind of got up and like, tried to calm down one. And I, this is actually not, not, I'm not, I know I've got a few wrong, but this, this out of nowhere, I've got kicked straight in the nuts. Like straight from behind someone, bang. So you can imagine, I've got a lot of raging ball. I'm trying to hit everyone, the goalie coach, Pochettino, it's chaos. And, then, and when I look back at that night on Sky Soccer Saturday, and Paul Merson's going, the keeper's going mad. <laughs> Who's going to hold him back? And it was like, I, I thought myself, I lost my head. And it went up the tunnel, I got sent off. I'm trying to fight the goalie coach, um, Tony Jimenez. And like, they were the nicest people ever. And then like the year later, we played against them. And I said, look, I'm really sorry. I said, I thought you'd done it and it wasn't you. I thought goalie coach kicked me. But it was Osvaldo. He, he booted me like, from behind someone and proper Run caught off. me. Yeah, a proper caught me a treat. And then the worst thing is I get a fine from the FA. I get a fine from the FA. He gets fined a lot more from the FA for it. But you know, it was like one of those moments you think, oh no, what a nightmare. Did Pardew love it? Nah, nah, proper, proper went mental. <laughs> oh, no, yeah. <laughs> nah, proper went mental. He, uh, proper, like, uh, on the Monday, he was like, nah, mate, you got, you got to keep your head. It ain't, ain't on. It ain't on. <laughs> I said, look, mate, I said, like, and it is Paz, and he, Paz is a friend of mine, right? So, uh, so for him to have a pop at me, like, I know I've been a bit out of order here. Mm-hmm. I said, look, mate, I said, he's kicked me. I don't give him, I don't give him money to kick you. You've got to just suck it up, suck it up. I'm like, well, mate, it's not hard. Do you know what I mean? I'm, I'm trying to sort of, I'll keep you calm. He, so I'm trying to f- sort of give him a point of view across. Anyway, he said, well, look, from now on, I, I, I want you to fucking get off that bench. No matter what's going on out there, you fucking stay on that bench. Don't get off it, because when you get off, it's fucking chaos. I went, all right, no problem. He said, like, if you're having a route, I won't, I won't get off the bench. <laughs> oh, fucking hell. A week later, a hole, oh. he's fucking kicking off any other bitch. I'm sitting there going, oh, <laughs> fucking moving. <laughs> Where are you? Where are you moving? Yourself. <laughs> was it the Mailer one? Yeah, it was. Um, I mean, that was like a week or maybe two weeks before. He's having a go at me, and rightly so, by the way. I would, I would, and then that week, I'm sitting there going, "Fucking hell, John, look at him. He's having a right old ding dong." And like, I literally sat there. And loads of people said to me after, like our, 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 our sort of mutual friends said, "Fucking hell, where was you? Like, you know, he told me not to move. <laughs> <laughs> we can't buy the manager's rules." 
So, uh, yeah, so it was that. I mean, that was a bit crazy. <laughs> Did you get sent off a punch in the defender? Uh, I got, yeah, I, there was one, um, I don't know if he's a defender, it was an exit, there was one where it was a corner and, and literally we was winning 5 nil or 5-1 and a, a, a kid called Jason White uh, just elbowed me in the face at a corner, like literally, just, just enough, like bang. So I just chinned him, like, do you know, I mean, what are you thinking? You can't do that, can you? you know, I mean, what am I thinking? I'm at the park with my mates and literally off. And like, now I'm sort of having a scrap with him down a tunnel, my head's completely <laughs> And then a week later, I got the second sending off where I'd done a step over. <laughs> I mean, it's crazy, really. But me, like, to, like in that era, you could get away yeah, with taking your well about yeah. someone's face. Or it, it's kind of weird to say that. When I said to my son, he looks at me and goes, what, you, you, you do that and try to get away with it? I said, yeah, it was like the part of the part game. Of game. Yeah, everyone, everyone, yeah, everyone it's did. It's madness, Parky. Like, Back then, the worst thing out. is getting caught doing it. Yeah, exactly. But yeah. now you can't even breathe them nah. out, can you? So, uh, yeah, I had all that going on as well. You get you get more of a fucking for getting caught doing it than actually doing it. Yeah. Can't leave it. Stupid. Yeah. Stupid. <laughs> the linesman's there. Stupid, that. <laughs> Not <laughs> you fucking smash somebody at Noah's. Stupid. Yeah. Hey, if you're going to do it, make sure no fucking sees it. Don't get caught. And you find yourself always giving up a defence case. I always tell myself, saying, yeah, but. You're like, yeah, but. I mean, like, I wasn't doing anything. He just elbowed me. Like, like, that would be so ridiculous. <laughs> you know, so I was, I was quite easy to wind up on, I think. Um, I always tried to play with a smile on my face and that's probably because I was so shit I thought I'd try to take it away <laughs> from just the it. yeah just try to take it away from the goalkeeper but I'm happy here I'm a good fella <laughs> enjoy it Brentford uh, Brentford did I enjoy it's it yeah it didn't it I didn't enjoy it nah I, I, I knew it wasn't going to start well for me when, when I went for my first warm up and obviously Kevin Dearden was a crowd favourite there for years they loved him and I literally went down and a bloke went to me why don't you fuck off back to fucking Northampton, you, you prick? And that was one of my own fans. And I went, fucking hell, mate, it's a chance. And he was right, I was fucking useless. <laughs> I was all over the place there as well. Because we played, they played a flat back four there and I'd always played for sweeper, which meant I didn't have to come out of my line or anything. Yeah. So when I had a flat back four, I was like, oh, shall I, shall I, shall I, shall I? <laughs> and it, yeah, I struggled with it a little bit. So, uh, but we got promoted and we had, yeah. a, we had a, good, a, a good team and got promoted and then, and then I, le- I left. Jimmy Glass there, because he's, he's supposed to be coming on, I think. Jimmy, I was in Palace with Jimmy. Yeah. Yeah, Jimmy, good, good lad, Jimmy. I, I actually won a lot of money off him playing cards once on a, on a, on a, on a coach and, and had my patio down. I called it the Jimmy Glass patio. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. It's actually a true <laughs> the story. Jimmy Glass patio. I'll tell you what, though, this <laughs> is a <laughs> truth. <laughs> so, uh, this is, uh, you just tw- triggered that in my head. We, uh, we played Stoke at Stoke City and we, we, the manager, Ron Nodes at the time, he hated uh, gambling. He was like, you fucking gambling, Woody? I said, no, no, Gaffer, look, we're playing with pennies. But what we do is we all get pennies and then we change them up and put the 20 quids in the, in the pot and then at the end change your pennies back for real notes. <laughs> so he thought we was playing for pennies. So he was like, no, no, right, they're playing for pennies. Yeah, but any pennies, Gaffer? No, no. So we're playing Stoke, right? And we're literally pulling into the game at Stoke at like half one and we're all playing cards. And like, I feel I've free card brag. I feel I've got an unbelievable hand and I've gone blind, blind, blind. Jimmy's gone, bang, I've got an ace, ace, AKQ, whatever it is, and, and done him. And it, it was about 700 quid I'd won off him, which back then was like a shitload of money. Now I've got to go and play a match, like 15, 20 minutes later, I'm going to start warming up. And literally, I mean, when you think about it, it's crazy. Because like, 
The first minute of Stoke, I come for a ball, no one near me, dropped it, fucking booted me face, goal. <laughs> and I, I think to myself, fucking hell, what, what do I expect with my preparation, playing cards all the way out there? You were spending your 700 yeah, quid, weren't you? Yeah, I got 700 quid. And literally, I got home that night, and I missed, you know, my typical wife said, oh, you've had a shitter, and shit like that. And I went, well, not really, I've got 700 quid, we can get the patio done now. <laughs> so, and I called it the Jimmy Glass patio. <laughs> Um, yeah, so yeah, Jimmy's a, Jimmy's a great lad. Yeah, you have fun with Jim. How many games did you play when you went up for Brentford? Were you number one? Yeah, so I went uh, halfway for a season. Uh, replaced Kevin Deard and Jason Pearce, who was the keeper at the time. And we had some characters there. Jesus Christ! I mean, we had big Jamie Bates. Blimey, he, he had a he had a mixed life. Uh, <laughs> I don't even know too much about Jamie Bates. No, I've never heard of him. Google him when you get off here. <laughs> Jesus Christ! I mean. It, his missus had a completely different job from the norm. Right. Think that you will. <laughs> so we had him. Uh, we had uh, Charlie Oakway. I'll let me tell you. I mean, listen, it's no secret. He, Bates, he was a legend at uh, Brentford. A legend, like centre-half. And uh, his missus was an escort. I, I'm not joking you. And, and like, one day, I get into training. The lads are buzzing. I said, what are you using the fucking papers? I went, oh, what? what yeah. Using a world, Brentford captain's missus is a an escort like that, and I think fucking hell, like it's all in the papers. Oh, lads are all sitting there waiting for him to come in. <laughs> not no one's no one's not going to shy away from this. So he's walked in. Lads, why your missus is a this and your missus is that? They're fucking battering him. I'm thinking he's going to kick off, ain't it? And he turned around and said, "Tax free money, lads. Tax free money." That's <laughs> fucking cool as that. I was like. You just said what I thought he said. He went, tax free money can't beat it. And that was exactly his banner. And that was his, what he said. I mean, he'd have a Fair fag player. at half, He'd have a fag at half time. First game, I'm sitting there at half time, get the fag. He's a fucking different. <laughs> I mean, we had some mental characters. Mental characters. <laughs> oh, see, I'm just thinking, you got to, you'd have to pay for one at Young Lads, wouldn't you? Yeah. I'll chip <laughs> in and pay for one at Young Lads. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, it's crazy. I mean, so we had him there, we had Charlie Oakway, who's crackers. Um, but we had a team again that got promoted and uh, sort of knew how to get promoted and Ron, Ron Nodes was the manager well I mean what a manager Jesus Christ he was the most chilled out bloke ever didn't do <laughs> yeah, anything we haven't heard much about him have no. we no, Ron, Ron so Ron owned the club owned the training ground owned everything and his team talk was lads go and play today there's no pressure you're going to get paid I own the club I own the training ground I own everything go and enjoy yourself that was his team talk and I was like <laughs> Is that fucking it? And that, and that was it. And, and then Ray Lou would step in and maybe give us a few tactics, and that was Ron. And he was that chilled out, and we won the league. And, and, and what? Uh, yeah, I mean, we had good players for that league. Herman Ryderson, we had him playing. The big striker. Uh, no, the, off, the, yeah. the one around the Portsmouth. Remember yeah. him in Dublin? He nearly ripped my tits off, didn't he? Oh, he's was a oh. oh, mate, I nearly stabbed him one night. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 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 i tell you what it was it was at a, um, a pre match. And it always fucking get your head locked. Well, yeah, yeah. yeah. He, he was fucking nuts. And I, I and, and it got on my nerves. And I think on the Friday, we'd done set pieces and he cut me eye. Like, I mean, the ice man's up. And he fucking cut me eye. And I think it's these kids and I might sit. And I think the lads must have been goading me a little bit. Giving it, yeah, he fucking won't do nothing. And literally, he come down and got me an head lock. And I fucking, I must have just grabbed sat on the table trying to stab him. <laughs> I, just get, I was choking at the time. And I, I, he was a nut. I don't know what he was. He was just going around different teams. It was the old dub, wasn't it? Yeah. On the Christmas do, there was loads of teams in there, and he was just going around and getting people in headlocks yeah. and grabbing people. Yeah, because I got like a naughty sailors thing on, so every time I put me me cock in, my tits would come out, or vice versa. 
and made the tits must be like, and he just fucking grabbed it like that. I thought you were going to rip it off. Yeah, yeah, he's like, for what it is. Come on, like, mate. Yeah, what? come on. Yeah, he weren't. Herman's are your lads. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah like, it was oh, almost like that. Look at out the corner yeah. of the eye. You get your drink, Herman. Oh, no. You know, <laughs> exactly. Shame. Yeah. He'd be like that. Fucking, here we go. He's coming. Kind of, what's he going to do? Every, every day, you know, he's going to have to have a scrap with him again, and he's going to fucking just strength me off again because he was fucking. He's massive, yeah, big Jesus old. Jesus Christ. Fucking head that, mate. Throw up a brick. Yeah, Herman did that. He was fucking crackers. We had him and Darren Powell. Remember Darren Powell at the yeah. other centre half? Went to Derby? Yeah. Uh, did he go to Derby? He went to Palace and West Ham. He's a good, good, good friend of mine now. But I had a fight. I had a fight with him. Yeah, I had a fight. Fucking hell. Yeah. I told you, didn't that. You know what you said earlier? Yeah. Your memory's yeah. not good. I said stuff all just good. If the lads were in that dress room now, they'd say, no, no, it weren't a fight. Powell just ginger. And it's true, right? <laughs> so we had a row on the pitch or something, and he. Similar sort of story. He's saying, "Come off your fucking line!" Come, and I think I ain't coming out of there. That's your ball. <laughs> so like, it's continued on the pitch. And anyway, as we come on the pitch, I mean, you ever fucking speak to me like that again? I said, "I'll knock you out." Like I think so. And as I'm saying, I think so. Hmm. I struggle with this one, mate. <laughs> and literally, he went, yeah, come on, let's do, let's do it now. And I, I, I got up, and you know, the bench is behind your legs. And literally, as I got up, he went bang, hit me straight on the bum. So I kind of just sat down again. And then I thought, fuck that. I went up again. He hit me again, clean as a whistle. <laughs> and then I think to myself, fucking hell, any chance of anyone stopping this now? This is getting, <laughs> a, this is getting a bit side. embarrassing here, like that. And literally, it, I mean, it hit me to the cleanest. It was, like the, it was like that magic bullet theory where the, the, the president got shot. His heart went through everyone and hit me fast. <laughs> fucking twice. And I was like, Jesus Christ. And then I literally... I got in on the Monday, it was good as gold. But, uh, and, and even now, when I see him, I say, what about that time I whooped your ass in the dressing room? And he looks at me as if he says, yeah, of course you did. Uh, <laughs> so, yes, so we had a, we had a few, few, yes, a few fights I've had. <laughs> <laughs> you got a bad injury though at Oxford, didn't you? Did Four, 46 stitches, I've got. Yeah, injury. yeah, yeah, I did, yeah. Uh, yeah, funny enough, that was um, playing at Shrewsbury, yeah. Um, we played at Shrewsbury and, uh, someone come down the angle and hit a shot and I dived out that way and Nigel Jempson was sliding in and uh, one of my own players and bang, smashed me straight in the face. And I thought, yeah, that feels... And I heard the ball gone in as well, so that made it worse. Well, fuck, you know, it's gone in as well. So, uh, and I think, ooh, that feel great here. And then you know it's not good when the lads are going, whoa, 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 stay there, it's all right. <laughs> yeah. The lads are the worst ever, they whoa, 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 big man, don't move, it's only a dick. <laughs> oh, come in here, get on here quick. And you think yourself, stretch, yeah. And I'm sort of putting my tongue there, I'm like, I've got no lip here, no lip here, and my eyes shut, and I'm sort of laying there thinking, and, and I kid you not, right, I kid you not. So they get me on a stretcher, right, and I, I, I've never been a small fella, but I'm on this stretcher. And they can't get me around the, the, the corridor, the old Shrewsbury ground. <laughs> so the fucking corner goes down. I'm going up, and all I can hear is right. It's Acker's giving it. Yeah, it'd be all right. Put, put a plaster on it. It'd be all right for the second half. <laughs> and I, had, I had 50, 50 odd stitches. 50, 50 Jesus. Stitches. Did they give the goal? Yeah, goal was given. Yeah, and the keeper went in. Scott Niven had a blinder. They said he should have played all season. <laughs> <laughs> and, 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 and this is how fucking stupid I was, right? So 50 stitches. All my mouth, my lip, my eye. Honestly face all closed up 
that was on a Saturday. The following Friday, Ackers, yeah, let's get those stitches out, you'll be all right. <laughs> I had the stitches out on a Friday. It was weeping my face, and I think so, yeah. Because you needed the appearance money, you know, you, you know what I mean? You wanted the appearance money and a bonus. Yeah. Because you think, fucking, I've got a gas bill to pay this month or something yeah. like that. So I'm having the stitches out and I think to myself, and he goes, yeah, that's all right, you'll be all right. <laughs> and I think to myself, it's fucking still weeping. Right? Like, <laughs> and literally, the team we played, they kicked off. Uh, this is the following Saturday from when I had these stitches. And they literally hung the ball up. And I thought, I've got that. And fucking geezer smashed me from this side. <laughs> and I was like, fucking what am I doing out here like this? And literally, I mean, that's, you imagine asking a player now to play a week later after those stitches. No chance. It wouldn't happen. It wouldn't be allowed. No, it wouldn't, wouldn't be allowed. Would and uh, all I was thinking about is my £200 appearance, maybe my £150 win bonus, <laughs> which would have paid for a bill probably. So, uh, yeah, 50, 50 stitches. Yeah. Enjoy your Oxford. Yeah, I liked it, Oxford. Yeah, nice, nice part of the world, nice ground. Um, did okay. Uh, and then Ackers went. And then we had, um, I think we had Graham Ricks come in. Oof. Not the best. <laughs> <laughs> he just worked for me, you know, yeah. and, and I worked for him, obviously. And just something about him. I, weren't, I mean, well, the first thing I weren't warming to is when I went and see him in his office and he's sitting there with a cigar, his feet up on the table with his pants. And I'm thinking, fucking sure, what? Underpants. <laughs> Underpants. Yeah, he's like sluggies. You know, the old sluggies. And I'm thinking to myself, is he fucking winding me up here? And like, he's talking to me like, in the third voice of like, you're not going to be here, mate. So don't worry about it. And I was like, okay. And then... Um, yeah, it just weren't happening for me. And, and actually, I was, I, I, I left, uh, that, that, I think I left midway or the end of that season. How old yeah. are you at this point? I've lost all track of how old. Yeah, I think I was about 31, 32 then. Yeah. Uh, Is that when you went to Stevenage? Yeah, I went to Stevenage with Graham Wesley. And, uh, well, Oof. fucking hell. Oh, he's Christ. featured heavily on here. Oh, dear. Come on in, where do we start? Fucking no. <laughs> hell. <laughs> you have him at Preston? No, no, I had him at Newport. I played, oh. I played his first two games. I pulled my hamstring. We're injured for say, six weeks, and then I just like it's not for me. This I'm oh up. damn crackers, wasn't he? Oh, fuck was yeah. he the same back then? We've heard about his. I, I kid you not, right? I'm not even making this up. So we just go for a piss before we, we start on Wesley because I think this could be a yeah. a long old slog. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big money on everything for your next project at Menards. Spring is here making it the perfect time for outdoor projects. Suncast storage sheds are an excellent solution for protecting outdoor lawn and gardening tools. They're easy to assemble, and the all-weather construction provides water resistance and UV protection. Save big on Suncast storage sheds. View our selection of Suncast products today in-store and on Menards.com. Save big. 